and a happy 2023. I'm your host, Eric, and with me is my amazing co-host, Niels. Hello, everyone. Today, we're talking all about the exclusive ticketed event, the New Year's Eve party at Disneyland Paris. Yes, it was so awesome. But before we get to all that, some news. Niels, what's been going on at Disneyland Paris? Well, this week, we are recording on the 11th of January. We got quite some unexpected news from Disneyland Paris in summer 2023. So this year, a brand new show called Pixar We Belong Together will await Walt Disney Studio Park guests who will be invited to take part in a musical adventure at the Studio Theater alongside their favorite Pixar pals. So this really fits into the whole worlds of Pixar thing, getting more Pixar to the studios. Totally. Really excited. And we already knew that we would get this show. As I think it was announced on the 23 last year, but now yeah. it's officially confirmed for this summer. So that's... Uh, really nice yeah <laughs> and it's so nice to see something back in that theater that's not just a character yeah, meet and greet so exactly. yeah really utilize that space awesome yeah there are like 1000 or maybe even more seats so yeah. let's use them and use that capacity especially totally as the studios really need that oh, yeah. so that's really cool well and after being closed for such a long time it's a small world will finally reopen this spring so we don't have an official exact date but at least it's confirmed that it's coming back this spring i mean that's something it's something for <laughs> yeah. disney spring is a very very long time it's basically like almost going into summer yeah, but that's true you know what we know we're getting it back this year and yep. that's good enough for me so and we yeah. don't have to expect it to come back already in january or february so at least huh, we know something yeah, we can you know <laughs> ride the boat see the new figures and just breathe in that wonderful asbestos-free air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they already announced, of course, that they will include some wheelchair characters. But uh, yeah, that's cool. I'm still hoping that they will do something else, like adding the Disney characters, like they did in the American uh, parks, or at least in Disneyland Anaheim, I believe. So uh, yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I just really am looking forward to seeing this attraction in all of its glory, everything freshly painted, yeah. all the lighting working, hopefully all the figures working as well, and all the effects around the figures too, all those moving mm. parts that haven't been working for a while. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to writing It's a Small World again and <laughs> getting that earworm yeah. back. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think the most unexpected news that we got is the return of Disney Dreams, the Ooh, nighttime God. spectacular, which has received one of the highest satisfaction rates since the opening of the resort. So yeah, it's uh, crazy. really exciting, right? Yeah, this is the first show that my husband saw on his first trip to Disneyland Paris. So it holds like a special ah, place in my heart. Special memories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be a new version of the old show. So I'm guessing it's also going to be a little bit less fun fireworks maybe and a little bit more focus on the projection mapping and the new led turret effects and yeah. if we peek at the concept art we can see that one turret that is yet to receive the led matrix has it in the concept art so it could be a sign of things to come that they will also be upgrading that last turret in the coming mm -hmm. months weeks so we'll see yeah could be <laughs> but this show was well especially created for the disneyland paris castle so the projection mapping is making <laughs> use of the full potential of this castle and it's really great so i'm happy Happy to have this one back yeah. and to see something else than Illuminations, which I also like, but yeah dreams is probably yeah <laughs> the higher level and of course for christmas we already had disney dreams of christmas i'm happy that they offer a bit more variety for the nighttime spectaculars yeah it's not really new right it's old and nostalgic but mm. it feels new because we haven't seen it in such a long time yeah, it'll be so refreshing to have different songs and different animations up on the castle so i'm really looking forward to that yeah 
and that's also how they promote it as they now make it possible for newer generations to also experience this show totally and it's just a show <laughs> so that's, that's uh, on par yeah. even though i would have also been totally okay with them saying hey you know what we're adding three new sequences to illuminations and replacing some of the old ones that would have been fine for me too yeah but uh, this yeah. is great too yep. so fine go with it and i love seeing Absolutely. tangles on the castle and i'm happy to maybe not have to listen to let it go every night <laughs> i love the song i really do but I've just been overexposed to it these past few years. So yeah. I just need a little True. bit of a break. <laughs> well, let it go, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no. Well, Disney Dreams is uh, coming back on April the 12th. And we don't know when it will stop. There's no end date yet. But we know that Disney Delight will stay for the 30th anniversary. Nice. So we also will keep the drone show. Cool. That's awesome. That's also one of the first things we know now for the 31st anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yes, the 31st anniversary is in April indeed. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, <laughs> guests will be offered a breathtaking new Marvel experience. Avengers Power the Night, a nighttime drone show, will light up the sky nightly at Walt Disney Studio Park beginning on January the 28th through May the 8th. So this is a, well, a temporary show. The show will combine music, lights, pyrotechnic effects, video projections, and up to 500 drones that will form a series of icons representing the powers of the iconic superheroes. And they announced Captain Marvel, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and for the first time at Disneyland Paris, also Shang-Chi. So that's pretty cool, right? That's then really we have awesome. Two nighttime shows at the same time in both parks. That's the first exactly. step in the right direction for Walt Disney Studios Park, honestly, that each park has its own nighttime show, and they put in a lot of effort into the show. Like they recorded everything at Abbey Road Studios with an 80, 70 or 80 piece orchestra. Mm -hmm. So I think even though this is only going to run until May 8th, I'm pretty sure we'll see it again in the future mm -hmm. since they did put so much effort into the show. And I'm really looking forward to getting to check it out myself and seeing those drones make some other shapes in the yeah. sky besides the 30th anniversary logo will be really cool to experience in person. Yeah, yeah so. I'm really excited about this. So uh, yeah, quite a lot of news and dates this week. So yeah, yeah good totally. start of the year, right? Most most definitely. And speaking of good starts, this is going to be a really full episode. We've got so much ground to cover. <laughs> but before we jump into the New Year's Eve party, I did want to mention that in this month's Patreon exclusive show, we'll be wrapping up Phantom Manor. And this is part four. We've really just been taking this attraction apart lovingly yeah. <laughs> and speaking about every little nook and cranny and every little piece of history we could get our hands on. It's a really, really detailed series. So True. if you guys want to support the show and you love Phantom Manor and you want to help us out too, you can get access to all of that, plus all of our other fabulous Patreon exclusive shows for just two euros a month over at patreon.com slash There's also a link in the show notes. So Niels and I both attended the Disneyland Paris New Year's Eve party. We even got to celebrate 2023 together with yeah. both of our families, which was really fun. Yeah. Overall, it was a fabulous event. The entertainment made the evening truly unforgettable. While we didn't manage to see absolutely everything, which is pretty much impossible, mm -hmm. we did get to experience all of the highlights and many of the smaller shows as well. So we're going to break it down for y'all. What was amazing and what could be improved upon, but mostly was just amazing. So <laughs> before we get into it, I wanted to share the epic saga of Florian and myself trying to get our hands on the New Year's Eve party tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since our family lives all over Germany, the holiday season usually involves us driving cross country to hit all the must visit family members. So when I was booking over the official hotline, the kind agent wasn't sure exactly when the tickets would arrive by mail. <laughs> Since we were already departing on the 20th of December, we elected just to, you know, pick them up in the park. 
Just to be on the safe side, I also wrote down the booking number the agent gave us, just in case. And it was lucky because it really saved our asses at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to mention that I did a really dumb thing and I didn't book the New Year's Eve party tickets in a package with the hotel, which would have saved us a bit of money and a lot of hassle. Niels, would you be so kind as to share your seamless experience (laughs) before I get into the nitty gritty? Uh, Yeah, sure. No problem. I've booked the Disney Hotel Cheyenne as a room only as we have annual passes through the phone and i made it a package with the new year's eve uh, party tickets indeed for me and my family of course i've used my uh, infinity annual pass uh, for a reduction and when you book a hotel and event tickets as a package then you already get 50 percent off on the new year's eve party tickets the annual pass gave me even five uh, percent more reduction uh, on the event tickets and also some reduction on the room of course so that uh, was really nice but something else that is important to know is that you currently have the possibility to cancel or postpone disney hotel bookings or hotel packages with tickets until one week before your actual arrival at no cost at all that also means that you get back the money for your party tickets if you're not able to come or you decide not to go When you purchase just the tickets through the site, like you did Eric, or through the phone, then you won't have a refund option. So that's something to be aware of. The good thing of booking a hotel and event tickets in a package was also that I could obtain the tickets on the morning of the 31st in the hotel lobby where two nicely dressed cast members, so they looked already really festive in the morning totally (laughs) at the uh, concierge desk they were handing out the wristbands for that evening when you showed your hotel magic pass for everyone in your party these magic passes already had a little new year's eve party symbol on it a fireworks symbol so they were easy to recognize for the cast members in just a few minutes i got the bands uh, for the new year's eve party so that was really uh, convenient well y'all niels definitely did the right thing because our experience went something like this but before i get to that i wanted to mention since you mentioned the cast members were really festive and that's totally true i saw so many with a little bit of makeup at starbucks they weren't wearing the uniforms but they were wearing elevated clothing like from their private closets which i thought was really cool so there's just a bunch of little extras here and there which i really enjoyed at the tower of terror our usher also also had this really nice sparkly <laughs> eyeliner on which i thought was so cool yeah so cool, yeah. it definitely didn't feel like your average no. day at the parks which was nice at, at cheyenne at the concierge desk the regular cast members that were helping people to make restaurants reservations for instance they had the cheyenne uh, outfits but these two cast members handling the new receive party wristbands they really were in a well a black suit and uh, <laughs> they looked completely different so that was a nice first touch already in the morning so to cool. get into the party yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> when we checked in on the 30th, I asked a friendly receptionist at the Hotel Cheyenne where we could pick up our New Year's Eve party tickets. And they stated that we could get them inside the park at City Hall. I recall the agent on the phone said studio services. However, things change really quickly at Disneyland <laughs> Paris. So I filed the information away for later analysis. The next day, we saw hotel guests picking up their New Year's Eve party tickets at the concierge desk. So I thought, you know, what the hell? And gave it a go. And the cast member working at the concierge desk informed us that since we booked the hotel and tickets separately, we couldn't pick mm-hmm. them up there. Not a major surprise since we were basically told that by every cast member so far. It would be great for future New Year's Eve parties if the whole process was a little bit more flexible and we could pick up our tickets, you know, wherever we wanted, no matter how we booked them. But this is Disneyland Paris level bureaucracy and things <laughs> usually aren't that easy. Yeah. And it probably has to do with that they had a list at the hotel, I remember now. They literally had an Excel list. Yeah. yeah. And if they had it like 
in a computer, yeah. then it wouldn't matter where you would pick up your wristband, whether it was in one hotel or another hotel, in the park or a studio services. But this was really like a printed Excel and they had to mm-hmm. cross your name out. So, yeah. Yep. And yep. yeah, and then things <laughs> get more complicated when it's not digital. <laughs> it definitely wasn't easy. No. By the way, I tried inserting our ticket booking number into the app, which currently forces you to choose whether you're entering a hotel booking number or a ticket. If you select ticket in the app, the booking number doesn't work. And if you select hotel booking, it accepts the booking number, but displays an error message that says it's for a ticket. So, <laughs> wow. No luck there, but yeah. <laughs> that was worth giving it a shot. Yeah. I mean, even better than picking up a physical ticket somewhere would be an in-app solution. Mm -hmm. So Disneyland Paris has been making some progress with the app, but there's still a lot of room for improvement and digitizing speciality party tickets is definitely one of them. So the next morning we head to the park entrance and see a small sign with the words New Year's Eve party tickets slash guest services on it. It was on the left-hand side underneath the Disneyland hotel. And we asked the cast member working the line if we could pick up our New Year's Eve party tickets there because we bought them over the phone. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) The cast member confirmed that we were at the right place. And after waiting in line for a about an hour and watching a very, very frustrated Italian man getting louder and louder and more agitated by one of the windows as time passed by. It was finally our turn. The cast member at Guest Relations asked if we had received a booking email, which we hadn't, but I did give her the booking number, which I was given over mm-hmm. the phone. This is something to keep in mind. If you're booking over the phone, always write down yeah. the booking number because you never know when it might come in handy. After a lot of back and forth between the cast member and their unwilling computer, the cast member stood up and had a lengthy discussion in French with the supervisor before getting on the phone and having another lengthy discussion. Honestly, I just couldn't believe it was this difficult to get our New Year's Eve party tickets. After getting off the phone, the cast member informed us that our tickets were not at guest relations, but in an envelope at the ticketing windows of Walt Disney Studios Park. Plus one point to the cast member I talked to over the hotline, I Mm. guess just trust whatever they say over whatever Gail says. (laughs) The cast member also informed us that we would need to head over there to pick them up. Okay, not great, but you know, we did it. We had a hard time understanding the cast member who spoke excellent English, by the way. So it wasn't their fault, but because the angry Italian guest behind us was screaming, (laughs) I was just over there and they sent me back here. (laughs) I'm assuming he was talking about the ticketing windows of Walt Disney Studios Park. (laughs) Overhearing that conversation, or should I say a tirade, I'm already imagining Mm. us schlepping over there only to have to schlep back to guest relations. Anyway, we walk over to the ticketing windows and barely had to wait because there was only one family in front of us and we gave the friendly cast member over there our booking number and they put it in the computer system. At this point, I was getting a slight deja vu because the cast member was getting more frustrated as time went on. Finally, the cast member turned to us and said, we have to go back to guest services because they can't find our tickets in the system. (laughs) So here's my Italian guy PTSD flashbacks. At this point, Florian mentioned that we were just at guest services and that they had called and confirmed that our tickets were at studio ticketing. Cast member is just, you know, shaking their head. And then Florian mentions that they said the tickets were in an envelope. Envelope is the keyword here. All of a sudden, the cast member's disposition changes and she exclaims, oh, my envelope. I'll check the envelopes. And the cast member heads off to God knows where and comes back after five minutes with our tickets <laughs> and the mentioned envelope. Why was envelope the key word here? <laughs> if Lord wouldn't have had the wherewithal to mention that word, we wouldn't have gotten our tickets and still be hanging in the limbo like that poor Italian dude. To summarize, we just found the whole process of just pick up your tickets in the park to be quite frustrating and I will avoid it at all costs in the future. 
It reminded me of this iconic scene from the 1976 Belgian-French animated feature film The Twelve Tasks of Asterix, based on the Asterix comic book series. And one of the tasks Asterix and Oberlix have to solve is finding the permit for A38 in the place that sends you mad, <laughs> which is riddled with extreme bureaucracy and drives the two heroes to near insanity. So any Germans listening out there will know this because the scene is super iconic and has had <laughs> tremendous cultural impact here, especially since Germany is so well known for its extreme bureaucracy. So... <laughs> Anyway, on to the fun stuff, the Disneyland Paris New Year's Eve party. Why don't we start things off with one of the first highlights of the evening, the Ready for the Night Parade. Niels, what did you think of it? Well, uh, this one was uh, very fun. Uh, you all probably know the 30th anniversary Ready for the Right Parade and the famous song, of course. This basically was the same concept, but with loads of extra characters on the floats, walking in the street in between floats, and also extra cars and bikes with extra characters. So... We got treated on lots of unique characters and I personally was very, very happy to see Baymax from Big Hero 6, uh, for instance. So did you have any favorite specials, Eric? Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Baymax from Big Hero 6 also really stood out to me. The way Disney brought the inflatable Baymax into the real world is fantastic. Yeah. It was the first time I saw him like that and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> he just looks so soft and bouncy. You just want to run up to him and hug him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, we didn't really know what to expect from the parade. No. It was great getting a peek at the new Disney 100 cars yeah. and the Fab Five in it. Contemporary polygonal graphic foil does contrast the Panther de Vil inspired neoclassical luxury vehicle nicely. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to look at. The Ready for the Night Parade even featured the same music as Ready for the Ride. Yeah. It felt like an expanded version without the show stop on the castle stages, but with way more characters. So yeah, yeah I liked yeah. it. Yeah, and you mentioned the cars. I love the design of these cars. There was one car with Mickey and Minnie yeah. in their festive outfits, one with Donald and Daisy, and a third one with Inside Out characters. So that was quite fun to see. And not to forget our Disneyland Paris ambassadors, Carmen and Quinton, were also on one of the floats so yeah really festive and cool so this was uh, absolutely a highlight yeah, uh, for me uh, totally i saw on the disneyland paris tiktok that quinton also painted his nails in the 30th anniversary colors which i really appreciate i thought that was such a fun detail <laughs> i couldn't see that uh, from the ground he was quite high up but uh, yeah nice detail yeah <laughs> and these disney 100 cars are super rainbow inspired design wise mm -hmm. so i feel like they might be using these again for the disneyland paris yeah, pride this year right which is coming back yeah, yeah. yeah totally yeah, yeah yeah that might be a smart move to make them reusable <laughs> <laughs> next up is the sparkling wishes of disney new year's eve i mean i think we can say this is the highlight right oh yeah yeah w wishes was amazing i don't think i have ever seen that much fireworks in a disneyland paris nighttime spectacular no never it was very atmospheric with the music the lights the projections the fountains and of course those awesome fireworks Something completely different than Illuminations and uh, Dreams of Christmas. So yeah, I was extremely happy to be able to experience this as this was really like a one-time show. Totally. A perfect and unique way also to start the new year. So uh, yeah, one of those amazing highlights of the evening. Yeah, you were there last year for New Year's Eve as well, right? Yeah. Do you recall what they did then, what the nighttime show was there? There was no fireworks uh, at all because it was a okay. COVID year and there was a restriction. Oh, okay. They weren't allowed. Uh, Okay. from the French government. Yeah. yeah, there were no fireworks allowed at all. So uh, I'm even not sure if there was a countdown. Ah, okay, wow. Yeah, but the strange thing was <laughs> they canceled the official New Year's Eve party last year. 
the park remained open ah, till two o'clock, right. but there was no extra fee. So if you bought New Year's Eve party tickets, you got your money back. Nice. And they basically canceled the special entertainment. Right. But of course, they already prepared some of the special lighting and some of the, well, extra shows, they still performed. So that was like a little bonus. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So you didn't get the full thing, but you didn't have to pay yeah. for anything. Yeah. But yeah. last year was a little bit weird. <laughs> what a spectacle. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole New Year's Eve party. It was so refreshing to see something besides Disney Illuminations on Central Plaza. Mm-hmm. The sparkling wishes of Disney New Year's Eve also featured the iconic Disney Wishes soundtrack. Yeah. And the earworm that that show gave me lasted for two days. I also don't think I've ever seen such a massive fireworks display just period and the entire sky just constantly lit up in different colors and there was even a bit of new projection mapping on the castle yeah unlike the newer disney shows where the projection mapping does most of the heavy lifting the fireworks really took the main stage for the sparkling wishes of disney new year's eve if you want to check it out for yourself we have the entire show up on our youtube channel by the way as well as most of the other exclusive shows from the party what was a little funny was that okay so we were staying at the mm-hmm. hotel cheyenne i think niels was as well yep. with his family I went out for a midnight hotel photo shoot session. <laughs> it was raining a bit and very windy, but every once in a while you could see the sky light up and hear the Disney Wishes theme drift across the grounds as the technicians were running their final yeah. tests. That was really cool. I wasn't out <laughs> at that time, <laughs> but I could hear it from the room. Indeed, yeah, so that was fun to <laughs> get a little sneak peek. Most definitely. Did you have a favorite moment from the show? Yeah, I'm not really sure if I had a favorite moment, but well, the final part, the finale, with a ton of fireworks, of course. Yeah, that was really a bang into the new year. So totally. uh, for me, a memory that lasts. Yeah, yeah, unforgettable. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah, and next up, right after Disney Wishes, we had Disney's New Year's Eve dance party. And we were standing a bit further yep. back, which was great for the fireworks, <laughs> but not so great yeah. when it came to seeing what was going on on the stages on Central Plaza. No, not at all. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, we didn't even realize what was supposed to be quote unquote special about <laughs> <No>. the <laughs> presentation of Disney Delight because yeah, I mean, we couldn't see what was going on up there, but more on that later. <laughs> exactly. As a day later, I found out on social media that there were characters on the Central Plaza stages while performing Disney Delight. But from further away, you couldn't spot those. So um, yeah, there was nothing special for us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but still nice to see the drones, of course. But yeah. Remember we were standing there like, what was special about it? Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it looked the same. Yeah. Yeah. After the sparking wishes of Disney's New Year's Eve ended, the party started right away. And I really appreciated how Disney kept the vibe going. What could have been done better was the crowd flow management. Mm-hmm. We were trying to head into Discoveryland to catch Mickey's Fun Disco party after wishes and it was just impossible yeah i've never experienced congested routes like that the walkway in front of plaza gardens was just completely filled with bodies <laughs> sounds like dead people well it felt like it too <laughs> everyone just seemingly was trying to move in a different direction like left right diagonally like i don't know what was going on thankfully no one in our group had claustrophobia yeah. because it was a lot It felt like a security risk, to be honest, with so many people crowding those narrow walkways. Thankfully, there wasn't a panic and everybody stayed calm, but I wish Disneyland Paris would have organized that aspect a little bit better. The single directional paths like they do at Walt Disney World would have been a really great option to manage that crowd flow. But yeah, I mean, we gave up trying to get to Discoveryland after 15 minutes and just hung out by the fountain. Yeah, it was really impossible. And I think the problem was that after Wishes, the new year started, a lot of people wanted to go home totally. and they wanted to go out while yeah other people like us <laughs> wanted to see some more of the entertainment yeah. that uh, was offered maybe do an attraction and yeah and then you get people going into different directions 
while usually after the nighttime spectacular, the park closes and everyone goes in the same direction. And uh, that wasn't the case here. So, yeah. uh, and, and some people wanted to stay on Central Plaza to see the dance party. Yeah, so this was a difficult one. Yeah, by the Fountain of Plaza Garden, there was like a little bit of space. So we all rushed there <laughs> and just decided, yeah. you know, let's just stay here and watch the <laughs> dance party for a little bit until everything calms down. It was just so much. Well, each stage had several dancers on it, yep. and the Disney remixes they were playing were super fun. The crowds did thin out eventually, and we were able to move <laughs> on. Yeah, so this part of the evening was indeed chaotic, but the dance party looked quite nice with those dancers and some smoke and light effects. Yeah, and of so course, cool. castle lighting and the music remixes indeed were pretty nice. So in all the songs were Disney elements. But to me, it felt a little bit like a radio station, though, not having a stage with a DJ right. set and someone talking to the audience. So that was completely different than two years ago when there was a more spectacular dance party with the Dutch DJ Afrojack. I'm not sure if you know him in Germany. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, Okay. Go with you, definitely. <laughs> but he was performing live from a truck standing in front of the castle. Yeah, and it was a far more vibrant light show. But still, this dance party was really nice, adding something to the festive atmosphere. And I saw a lot of people on the plaza having fun together. So it was still really nice. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that because it has an advantage and a disadvantage, right? Because the advantage to the way it was performed this time around was that they could have a perfectly matched choreo. Like yep. the dancers were completely synced up. You could tell that they'd been training this for weeks, True. maybe even months. Yep. More of like a performance on a stage. They were doing their show. Mm -hmm. They had 30 minutes of music, probably. I don't know how long it went yeah. on. And they were going to do their songs, do their choreo, but it wasn't going to be anything quote unquote live. You know, there wasn't going to be any major interaction with the audience. No. It loses a little bit of charm in that direction, but then you get something really nice to look at yeah. because of the dancing. <laughs> so that's the advantage to that. Oh, right? it's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up is Minnie's Enchanted Wishes, which I did get to see together, which was really yeah. fun. Minnie's Enchanted Wishes was a blast. It was performed four times that evening, so it gave most folks a chance to check it out, which was awesome. We kind of got lousy places because we arrived just a little bit before showtime. So for the first time, the Christmas trees on Town Square got <laughs> on my nerve because they were partially blocking our view. Yeah. The dancing, singing, and cute story really worked, though. It was fast-paced, which I always appreciate, mm -hmm. with a lot of complex dance routines, which were really fun to watch. And the show featured music from Mary Poppins, The Princess and the Frog, as well as the two leads from both films. It was also great seeing Mary, Bird, Tiana, and Naveen rock their numbers. So <laughs> the show was also kind of immersive because Minnie Mouse was standing on the train station balcony yeah. while most of the show was happening by the gazebo on Town Square. So mm -hmm. it felt like we, the viewers, were immersed in the action. Yeah. Minnie's Enchanted Wishes was also doing the Disneyland Paris tried and true English slash French language mix. So everybody could understand what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I was happy that there was an English element in there so that we could all follow what was happening. Uh, that was really good. Yeah. Totally. Big improvement over what was going on for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the show, Niels? Yeah, I love this show. The area already looks so festive with all those Christmas decorations and that huge Christmas tree in Town Square, of course. So it's already like a winter wonderland. And adding these characters and the songs and the up-tempo, high-energy dancing show vibes, it made it really glamorous and a show that totally fits the New Year's Eve feel for me. So... Really well done, uh, Disney. The only complaint, indeed, <laughs> we didn't have the perfect spots to see all the stages because of the many statues and the Christmas trees in Town Square. As they were blocking the view a little bit uh, from some positions, but uh, still really, really enjoyed this show. Yeah, that's totally true. Next up is Mickey's Fun Disco Party. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, we didn't get to check the show out in person. 
We tried, okay? Yeah. Due to some pathway crowding issues, we did watch it on YouTube. Let me say this was a wig oh fabulous show. All the male presenting dancers were sporting blonde wigs, while the female presenting dancers were in these shoulder-length bright red bobs. And everybody was dancing to disco music, and it was all upbeat and very fun. You even got some light set design with disco balls and several little podiums for the dancers and mm-hmm. characters. And speaking of characters, Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, Clarice, Goofy, and Max all came out in special disco-inspired costumes. Minnie's costume was my personal highlight because it was this gorgeous Rio de Janeiro carnival inspired look. By the way, all of these smaller shows around Disneyland Park were about 15 to 20 minutes in length. And while none of them included Broadway quality sets, they were almost all fast paced and really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Definitely kept the viewer on the tip of their toes. Yeah, yeah. as Eric said, hey, we both didn't see this show in person, but <laughs> I agree with you that uh, it looked really fun, good quality uh, from what I saw. I don't really have to add uh, anything more here, but <laughs> it looked like a good piece of entertainment indeed. Totally. Yeah. We also had the New Year's Eve Royal Disney Ball over in Fantasyland near Sleeping Beauty Castle. Yeah. And this was another skip for us this time on purpose. <laughs> I'm personally just not a big fan of the slower shows and nothing screams slow like a Disney princess ball. Don't get me wrong, the costumes, the wigga tree, and the presentation was lovely, at least from what I saw on YouTube. There were even some small fireworks yeah. and snow when Elsa came on stage. I'll also give them forever props for not rehashing Let It Go again when she came on. Instead, they opted for the newer and arguably less annoying, since we haven't been overexposed to it so much, into the unknown. They made it work really well. Elsa was strolling around elegantly with lots of fancy Disney princess arm movement. Honestly, that basically sums up the whole show. We got several (laughs) iconic Disney princesses, beautifully dressed dancers, and, you know, these fake musicians playing the trumpets, which were also really fun, (laughs) as well as lots of slow, elegant walking with most of the dialogue in French. Hmm. It's just not for me. But if you or your child are a huge Disney princess fan, then you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, same here. (laughs) A show that we skipped. And I've seen various ball shows. They seem to have a ball show for every season or a special event. And as you said before, there were so many shows this evening. We had to make choices. I spotted those little fireworks that you just mentioned several times that evening from other locations. So that was fun. And I love that they used the Into the Unknown song as I actually like that song a lot. But as for every show... If you are interested to see it, they are on YouTube. Maybe this specific one, not on our Air Magic YouTube channel, but most of the other shows are. So be sure to check those out and uh, let's move on to some Wild West vibes. So what's next, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goofy's line dance party over in Frontierland near the Cowboy Cookout yeah, Barbecue. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really fun. That was our last show, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was the last performance of this show at 1.15 a.m. that we saw together. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to be able to see a show after midnight in the new totally. year, I think, because I wasn't expecting that to happen actually to be honest i'm not a line dance fan but this show was cute and pretty entertaining i think it was quite a surprise to get not only goofy as it's goofy's line dance party and a bunch of line dancing cowboys and cowgirls of course but we got many many disney characters on the stages we even got to see the country bear so uh, yeah that was pretty unique to disneyland paris uh, i think that was such a huge surprise i was not expecting to see the country bears at all no. <laughs> really cool yeah no, this is something that only fans know i think yeah 
I agree. Other people will just think, oh, they're cute bears. Yeah, or silly bears as they look pretty strange, right? <laughs> <laughs> they definitely have a lot of character yeah. in their facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, most definitely. I really appreciated that a couple of shows could be watched after midnight as well. It made it possible for more folks to experience the New Year's Eve party entertainment. Lauren and I were having our extremely expensive <laughs> 150 yeah. euro per person dinner at Plaza Gardens from 9 p.m. until 10.30 p.m. So we were missing out on a lot of entertainment at the beginning of the evening. By the way, the dinner at Plaza Gardens was great, as always, but the 150 euro per person price is not really worth it, in my opinion. Mm. We were originally planning on making this the topic of the episode, but there's really not much to say. You got <laughs> half as many characters as usual with three extra dishes on the buffet for basically double the price. So mm, yeah. we met one rotation of characters, including Geppetto, Pinocchio, Tigger, IR, Captain Hook, and Mr. Smee. And usually there's also a second rotation featuring Mickey, Minnie, and the rest of the Fab Five, but they're not present during the New Year's Eve dinner. Geppetto came around a second time and gave us a look like, y'all are still here? <laughs> in a humorous and funny way, like in a nice way, but it's probably going to be a skip for me next year, but yeah. I'm glad we tried it out one time. Also, when booking on the phone, the agent said it was going to be a three-course meal, and we were really like intrigued about how Disneyland Paris was going to convert the buffet location to a a la carte type deal. I was pitching elegant candlelit tables or something in my head, and that didn't happen, so they probably meant there are going to be three extra dishes available on the buffet. <laughs> One of the New Year's Eve exclusives we saw were raw oysters with this onion vinaigrette, and they were fabulous, but also very much an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. The roast beef was fabulous as ever. I mean, yeah, I would only recommend one of the expensive buffet or table service meals if you really need that type of experience on the 31st. Just don't expect any major extras. From what I saw on social media, Waltz wasn't serving up anything special either, but it was also a lot more expensive than yeah, usually Yeah, some is. special desserts and small changes, yeah. but... Nothing major. Basically the same menu as the regular uh, yeah. <laughs> lunchtime uh, offering. So no. I totally agree. It's a lot of money for a little bit of extra things. And, uh, and it's also taking a lot of time away from the possibility to uh, yeah. see the special New Year's Eve party entertainment. I think y'all really did the smart thing because y'all had dinner, quick service meal yeah. after the park closed officially, but before it opened for the party, like during that odd time, right? I think that was really smart. Yeah, and we had just a burger at the uh, high Iberian Cafe. And the cool thing was that the park was already closing. So you needed to show your New Year's Eve party wristband to be able to have a table to get seated over there. Yeah, it was pretty empty. Right. <laughs> and other guests were allowed to still order, but they had to take away their food. So they were not allowed to sit down anymore from a certain oh, moment. So uh, yeah, wow. it, okay. it was a pretty cool experience to Interesting. be there. Dinner time, and 80% of that huge restaurant was just empty. <laughs> they set up a bunch of barricades around the park as well. Like we got yeah. checked when we were trying to go to Adventureland. We got checked when we we're trying to go into Fantasyland, where we we're trying to get out of Fantasyland. So yep. it's basically impossible. If anybody has the idea to, oh, I can just stay in the park sneakily, it's not going to happen because they have barricades in the most unexpected places. And then, of mm -hmm. course, all the attractions are checking you. Yeah. And when we were having dinner there, and I think we sat there for an hour, I think two, maybe three times, cast members came by to check our response. Really? While you were yeah. eating? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So there wow. were still some people sitting there maybe for two hours. <laughs> 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 regular guest without a wristband so they were every time informed that 
the park was closing at a certain time yeah. and that they had to leave at a certain time. So the last round they did was uh, like, uh, you have to leave. Interesting. Wow. They were doing thorough checks. And when we were waiting for the ready for the night parade, that was one of the first pieces of entertainment of that evening. Yeah. We saw a whole line of cast members going from Central Plaza to Town Square. Checking everyone. Yeah. Checking everyone. Ah, yeah, so wow. there was some security okay. or some special cast members around talking to the people. And yeah. the others just formed a line. Wow. <laughs> and they just moved a couple of steps until everyone was checked or all discussions uh, were done. Oh, they're <laughs> not playing around. Wow, nice. No, yeah. and it was really uh, like, uh, well, <laughs> wiping uh, away all those uh, <laughs> guests that <laughs> needed to be, were not allowed to be there. Yeah. So it was pretty fun to see how they did this. Really slow. But uh, yeah, hardly any chance to stay there <laughs> without the wristband. That's really satisfying to hear about, though. Yeah. Also, earlier in the morning, I saw security throw these two guys out of the park. And that was the first time I've ever seen anybody get thrown out of Disneyland Park. I don't have a fun story to share. I'm sorry to our listeners. I just saw them <laughs> leaving or escorting them out of the right. park. But it was one of those moments like, oh, yeah, we have security in Disneyland Paris, too. That's nice to know. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but back to Goofy. The show was fast paced and even included the iconic Rocky Top song by Felice and Woodlow Bryant, which took me right back to my high school years in Knoxville, Tennessee. The entire show celebrated country music and dance with just a little bit of pop mix in here and there. Like Niels mentioned, seeing the special characters like the Country Bears and Clarice, Chip and Dale in their cowboy costumes was absolutely fantastic. It even featured a surprise burst of streamers at the end, which covered the entire yeah. audience in long strings of bright yellow paper. And that was really unexpected and pretty cool, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> those were the fun extra touches. Really loved it. So Niels, we missed Party Through Adventureland, but you guys got to check it out. Would you do us the honor of sharing your really cool experience? Yeah. So there were several shows in Adventureland, I think between 8 and 10 p.m. It was a Jungle Jive show with the Jungle Book characters. There was a Peter Pan show with Wendy, Peter, and also some lost boys and there was a celebration of the 1001 arabian nights in the form of an aladdin show so each show was in a different area in a matching location matching the theme of the show in adventureland and each show lasted for about 10 minutes so shows got repeated like every 30 minutes between 8 and 10 the issue here was that these locations are not theater so a small amount of people could perfectly see it and others had to look over people in front of them that was a little bit difficult sometimes so it was good that these shows were just 10 minutes and they were going on all the time so you could line up for each of these shows on a frequent base so we chose to see this aladdin show which was in the meet and greet area where aladdin and jasmine or jafar sometimes meets guests it's on the back of the Agrabah cafe where the lamp also stands and this area looked fantastic with some special colored lighting patterns being projected onto the floor and the walls the show was also pretty good quality basically the story of Aladdin told in a couple of well-known songs. We had characters like Prince Ali, Jasmine, Genie, and also the Sultan as a character. Ali, aka Aladdin, and Jasmine were face characters, but the Sultan and Genie were in the full character suits. <laughs> that was a, yeah, maybe a little bit weird combination, but it worked. In addition, there were six dancers, nicely Arabian style, and yeah, I love this show just like I love Aladdin. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies, and I love all these songs, so yeah. 
I was extremely happy to see this show in person. Yeah, you watched the video that we made, Eric. What did you think of it uh, when you saw it? I mean, I completely agree with you, Niels. I thought the choreography was fantastic, and the small yet fun shows around Adventureland added another layer of thematic depth to the land. Yeah. The actors were giving it their all, and the costumes were fabulous. And even though I find it extremely frustrating not to know exactly when and where a show takes mm. place, I understand that they wanted to prevent large crowds from gathering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Florian and I completely missed out on the Adventureland stuff, so we're living vicariously through Niels and the amazing video his wife Melanie took of the show. Yeah, so really, really cool. It gave me like flashbacks to the Aladdin Broadway musical we saw here in Germany, which was super fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on to the celebrations, mm -hmm. Dream and Shine Brighter, which was also presented in a special edition on Main Street USA and Central Plaza. So, Niels, what did you think? Yeah, this is basically the very popular 30th anniversary show that was not there during the Halloween and the Christmas seasons. Yeah. The show taking place on the four stages on Central Plaza. Characters and dancers arrive through Main Street with some floats as we were used to. So this was also a special edition because it was an evening performance and usually the show was uh, performed uh, during the day. So this time we had the 30th anniversary projections on the castle, uh, some beautiful lighting, some pyrotechnics that look a bit different when it's dark, the nice lit fountain show in front of the castle and so on. So it was great to see the show back and also be able to experience it in the dark. As usual, a very up-tempo, high-energy show now with some extra glamour. And when the floats and the dancers went back through Main Street, that was actually <laughs> the highlight. Lots of confetti was pumped over Main oh Street. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I really mean a lot as it was like raining all the time. <laughs> and this was so festive and such a nice extra for New Year's Eve that I even like that more than the actual show <laughs> on the stages in the Central Plaza. Dream and Shine Brighter on Main Street USA was one of my surprise highlights of the evening. I've never yeah. ever in my life experienced so much confetti. No. They must have had the roofs of Main Street lined with those DMX controlled confetti cannons. Yeah. This place had more cannons than the battleship scene in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it was like a scene from a TV show or film that you never expected to come true in real life. So fantastic atmosphere and absolutely glorious to watch. There was even a little bit of wind. So all the confetti was dancing around yeah. in the air and they kept on pumping more and more. And like yeah. you almost couldn't see the floats anymore. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, This must have been a highlight for these cast members on oh, the floats yeah. and the characters and the dancers as they were standing up there fully lit out and then all that uh, confetti raining over them. What yeah, an incredible really, celebration. Uh, really magical yeah you could really hear those cannons going off too it was like boom 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 yeah <laughs> like every couple of seconds and then more confetti more confetti more confetti <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we did plan to see it so we just got really lucky that we were at the right place at the right time yeah, yeah. we tried to watch this uh, show from the site of central plaza and it was a little bit difficult because a lot of people were standing in front of us but at least i saw most of it and then we were just walking through main street or actually through the arcade to go to the mini show which was in the town square yeah and along the way we discovered that these floats were going back and all this confetti was being pumped over main street so uh, yeah that was a really really nice surprise yeah so cool moving on to the disney delight special edition or in our case not special edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we discussed this already it's the usual but very spectacular drone show for 
for their 30th anniversary with lights, fountains, projections, and a beautiful music. But they said it felt like the regular show to both of us, but that was because they were we were watching it from Main Street and we couldn't see Central Plaza. Otherwise, we would have seen the characters dancing on the stages that are usually not there. So uh, yeah, that would have been great if Disney would have communicated in the program somehow that there would be dancers so that we at least knew what would be special about this show and where we could right. stand best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just standing there waiting for a 2023 shape. Extra drones. Or, yeah, or, from the drones yeah. <laughs> or a Happy New Year typeface from the drones. Just something. Yep. So like Niels mentioned, it was impossible to see the castle stages from where we were standing. Also, we had like the most annoying people ever in front of us who couldn't stand still. They would <laughs> run side to side, stop for a few seconds and then back up like a freaking truck. In my head, I was hearing that backup beeping noise. The large vehicles make that beep, beep, beep. And then they started squishing us with their backpacks. Oh my gosh, I've never wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a person that gets violent or physical, but ooh, they were pushing it. Other than that, <laughs> Delight was great as always. We were just expecting the drones to do something more New Year's Eve. So Wishes was definitely the star of the evening for me, which, yeah, I mean, what a blast. Yeah, overall, I had a fantastic evening and really enjoyed each piece of entertainment that I was able to see in person. I think this one was one of the best New Year's Eve parties from the last couple of years. There were many little extras, nice lighting, projection mapping, also on some of the attractions like Big Thunder Mountain. Different music in certain areas. And the best thing was that we were able to meet again in person, of course, Eric. Enjoy oh, yeah. the celebration together with our family. So that was really fun. That was so fabulous. I think the New Year's Eve party is definitely worth attending, especially if you can stick it out until the end and try to watch most of the shows and maybe yeah. ride one or two rides. I would say save the expensive sit-down or buffet meal during the New Year's Eve party and opt for something quick service-like instead. The park officially closed at 6.30 p.m. and there was a transitional period of time until the party officially started at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. when a few restaurants and most of the attractions remained open to those with a wristband. So that's probably the ideal time like Niels did to grab a bite to eat since you're not missing out on exclusive entertainment yep. and everything is still a bit more chill. We would totally come back to celebrate another New Year's Eve at Disneyland Paris. So if you visit the parks more than once a year and don't mind doing fewer attractions but getting a bunch of exclusive entertainment and ambiance instead, I say go for it, do it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> awesome, Niels. Where can people find you? Well, please follow me on Instagram. I'm at Capturing Disney Parks and I post daily pictures from the parks. For all my other activities, please visit CapturingDisneyParks.com. <laughs> Brilliant. Be sure to follow Aramagique on Twitter, Instagram, and check out our website aramagique.net for all the latest Disneyland Paris news and podcast updates. Please consider supporting the show on patreon.com slash You get access to a completely new exclusive episode every single month and it really helps out a lot and keeps the show running. Before we go, we did want to thank some of our patrons and you can also get a shout out at the Sequoia tiers. So thank you to Simon, Jen, JB, Jerry, and Tulips. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks y'all. <laughs> Stay safe and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Now the next unbuilt fun fact is the ghost train. Mm. After visitors, doom buggies pass by the singing bus and exit the catacombs, they come across a small depot where a spooky ticket salesman awaits them. This scene has always looked a bit empty because it was originally intended to feature a real ghost train. The moving train, which would have been a projected lighting effect, would have been full of ghoulish passengers. Only the effect of spirits passing through the roof of the station was ever executed and can still be seen there today. Yep. So you occasionally see this white blurb yeah, <laughs> like just by. like yeah. move across. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This looks really, really cool uh, in the concept art. So yeah, yeah. Now that was just a short preview of the full-length Patreon-exclusive show. You can get instant access to this episode as well as Disneyland Paris Hacks 2.0, Disneyland Paris on a Budget, and the Discoveryland Deep Dive along with all of our other fabulous Patreon-exclusive episodes, now on patreon.com slash See you there!